RadioInfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Welcome to the Valor Hour. It is your returning host, I guess. Uh, Tim Loy, Greg Hopkins here. We'll have Justin uh, Watson back in the house next week. Uh, man, Greg, we've been away. We've been away for like a month. There's been um, uh, wait, what are the? There's been replacements in our stead uh, a couple weeks, and and now we're back. It's kind of like. Uh, did you ever watch Dallas? Did your mom ever watch Dallas when like Jr. Woke, or they she woke up and, and Jr. wasn't or I'm sorry Bobby wasn't dead. It was all just a dream. It's kind of what I feel like this. Uh, yeah, it's like we went to prison for a little while and that time never counted at all. Like, <laughs> kind of what it was. Oh man, we were back though. We're back with the force, and uh, you know uh, we're back on a fight week. So that means we get to have uh, the uh, much anticipated picks panel tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Valor 59, it's going down this Saturday night at Smoky Stadium in Kodak, Tennessee. It's going down in the DAC. And, uh, man, it's going to be awesome. Smoky Stadium, beautiful facility. Weather looks like it's going to be great. And, uh, man, we've got a loaded card. We're going to break it down here tonight. We're going to do our picks panel. We'll be joined here just in a bit by Mark Laws and Jeff Hobbs. But before we get to that, we've got one interview coming up, and that is going to be with Mr. Cody Durden. He is throwing down this weekend at Smoky Stadium. Let's get Cody on the line now. Okay, joining us on the line, we have got one of the top rising bantamweight prospects in the country, Cody Durden joining us. Cody, how's it going, my man? It's going good. How about yourself? Hey, we're doing great, man. We're excited. It's fight week up here in Tennessee. Uh, excited to finally get Cody Durden up in the Valor cage. You know, we've tried to do this damn thing before, and, and it was a shit show. Your opponent uh, ended up falling out the day of the show after he uh, had some weight-cutting issues. So uh, I'm excited to finally get to do the, do the thing for real, man. Yeah, I am too, man. Uh, weight's coming off good, and uh, looking forward to coming in and, and uh, giving you guys a clean knockout. So. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Of course, you know, before we get into into this fight, you know, I want to I want to brag on you a little bit. Cody, for those that that don't know, won the the one night uh, eight man king of Sparta tournament, which went down in Colorado. I think it's been two weeks ago now, if I'm not mistaken, maybe a little two and a half. And uh, Cody was the alternate uh, going into that. He, He found out that he was going to be competing after someone fell out, like literally the day before, I think. Uh, or maybe two days before uh, you made the weight, you know, you're out there ready to rock and roll. And then you did, uh, you know, three different sports in one night, uh, pro boxing, pro kickboxing, and then pro MMA. You got the win in all three disciplines, took home a $10,000 check. Uh, recap that a little bit for us. What was it like going out there fighting Colorado? Did you notice fighting at, at altitude made any difference to you? Uh, or was that is that something that, uh, that you didn't notice? And then, uh, you know, talk a little bit about uh, the whole experience of fighting three times in one night in three different type, uh, you know, disciplines. Yeah, man, the uh, altitude, it, it affected me. Uh, it felt like somebody was squeezing my lungs. It was... Uh, it was something definitely hard to get used to, but uh, I managed to pull out the wins. Uh, the first match was a boxing match, and I won that a unanimous decision. And then the second match was a uh, kickboxing match, and I won that a unanimous decision. And in the finals, I got a uh, 
thirty second knockout um over over the guy who uh knocked out his two previous opponents. So I knew I had a tough one going in there and uh I just went in there and got the job done. And the cool thing about that is I met Justin Gaethje and uh he uh ended up being my corner man up there because I went oh, up there tough. on a two day notice without a corner man. So that is uh that's pretty outstanding, man. Talk talk about uh you know, which one of those of the of the rounds did you think was the most difficult? You know, you've already got a, a little bit of pro boxing under your belt. I I'm not sure that you've done any pro uh kickboxing uh up till now. And then of course you made quick work of, uh, in the MMA uh, division, which you know you're well versed in. Uh you know, which of those was the was the the most difficult uh of the three? Uh, the boxing, the first match was, uh, difficult because, you know, um, just adjusting to the altitude and, and seeing how fast I need to push the pace or, or how, how I need to slow down. Uh, I I knew it was going to be a long night. So, uh, it was just adjusting to the altitude and, and knowing what pace to, to fight at was, uh, was the key and just being smart, you know, it's a long night and, uh, yeah, I made it happen. So uh, I've got Greg on the line here. You know, he's kind of uh, in the middle ground between you and I. You know, you're down in the, the Atlanta area. I'm in Knoxville. Greg's in Chattanooga, you know, uh, the North Georgia area. Greg, what you got for our, uh, for our guy, Cody? Uh, I, I, I was wondering, like, now that you, uh, you're the king of Sparta over there in Colorado, what does that do for you, like, for your future as in that aspect and that organization over there? Yeah, have you got anything uh, else coming? You know, did that earn you like a, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, a, a trip back out there? Uh, yeah, they they're uh, planning on uh, bringing me back out there, but I don't know when as of right now. Uh, I told them, you know, I'm going on vacation June 3rd through June 8th, so I really don't know uh, when I'll be back. I plan on taking some some a little time off after this fight, just to uh, you know heal up and. Uh, you know, get back, get back feeling, feeling good again. You know, it's just been rough. Maybe this fight, this fight in uh, three months. Yeah, it seems like you're a guy that's kind of uh, that's kind of feast or famine like that, Cody. You know, you've uh, you'll you'll have these spurts where you're staying pretty busy. You're getting a fight every month, every other month, and then you'll hit a dry spell. You know, four, five, six months where it seems like you're really trying hard to get fights and struggling. So it seems like this has been a a, a nice. Uh, uh, productive past couple months. Yes, it has. It has, and, and it's it's crazy how the fight game works out like that, man. It really is. Hey, speaking of the uh, of the fight game being crazy like that, man, that just uh, being an alternate coming like flying all the way out to Colorado, not even guarantee that you're even going to get to participate in here, like not knowing if you're going to make any money at all. Like, I mean, the only thing I can relate it to is like you know placing fifth in the area tournament, high school, and whatever sport be you, and going in as an alternate, you know, and then you end up winning the tournament. You know, that, I mean, that itself was just wild because, I mean, what were the odds? Did, did Vegas even have odds on you out there? Like, was there anything going on with that? Do you know? I, I'm not sure, honestly. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I knew if I got in the tournament that, that I would, you know, race some hell because, you know, I am experienced in, uh, boxing. I'm four and oh in boxing. And, uh, I knew, I knew if I could get through the first two that, uh, I had a good chance at winning it. Now, you know, you've had a lot of, uh, a lot of your teammates, uh, you know, on some big stages here, of course, you're there uh, down in the American top team, 
the Gwinnett area there in Georgia, uh, training with the Lima brothers. You know, uh, I was talking to you this past weekend. You got to go up to Chicago and check out uh, Bellator, see your one of your coaches, Douglas Lima, pull a huge knockout over uh, Venom Pace. Talk a little bit about that experience. You know, I, I know uh, we were chatting on Facebook. You're telling me that, uh, you know, you got to meet, uh, meet Rich Chow and, uh, of course, having those connections there, uh, you know, through Douglas, um, you know, probably could, uh, you know, expedite your uh, your ascent into, uh, you know, a Bellator or some such. Yeah, it was, it was a surreal experience, man. Uh, I, I went up there and uh, got, to, got to meet a bunch of uh, – stars in the sport and uh douglas introduced me to rich and and you know the the future's promising man uh we had a good conversation and uh uh you know who knows what the future holds for me you know i, I got a lot of eyes on me right now so uh you know it's just about being smart and uh and getting getting the wins yeah, no doubt, man. You, you know, you're up to seven and two now uh, as a pro in MMA, uh, hoping to be eight and two after this weekend. And, uh, you know, once, you know, my opinion, you know, you've got you've got a great camp behind you. You've got the, the right connections. You know, you get up to nine and two, ten and two. It's going to be really hard to to ignore you. You know, it's going to be hard for them to, to turn their head. Uh, you know, you're going to you're going to get those opportunities, I think. And so uh, I definitely think you've got a, a great base and a great uh, you know background and, and team behind you to to go all the way with this thing, man. And one thing one thing I'd like to ask you before we get into the fight this week, <clears throat> you know, say a year ago, a year and a half ago the 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 book on you if you will the uh i guess just the insider kind of talk back and forth would be that cody dern's got really good wrestling uh you know he's gonna grind on you he he's gonna probably take you to deep water he's got good cardio and most likely though he's gonna get a decision you know uh that has changed uh i, I think over the last year or so you start really to get get these finishes uh you know your your striking's really coming along to complement your wrestling uh what would you attribute that to just just being in the gym like you know uh evolving there you know uh, or is it is it something that all along you've kind of had you just haven't necessarily had to show it man just just reaching out and uh you know reaching out to to the people that you consider the best you know uh you know talking with people that you know you consider the best i do some cross training with uh um ascension mma and uh you know learn from uh rafael and junior uh for the couple months that i was going there to help him get ready for his fights in the ufc uh man i learned a lot you know and uh just growing uh on the mental aspect of the game not just the physical but the mental aspect and and putting yourself in certain positions to end the fight you know that's that's the goal is to end the fight and uh you should be searching for it at all times well, I'm certainly excited to have you up this way this weekend, man. Of course, you can catch uh, Cody in action this Saturday night. Valor 59, uh, it's going to go down at the Smoky Stadium. It's a beautiful ballpark. The weather looks like it's going to hold off for us. Regardless, we've got we've got uh, we've got backup plans in case it doesn't. We're fighting. Uh, regardless, uh, it, it is looking like it's going to be a great show. This will be the first time we've had Cody on a, on a Valor card. And uh, as he said earlier, man, you, you said you're going to deliver a knockout. You know, these uh, this is a showcase fight for you, and you know it's a really good opportunity to to kind of beef up that highlight reel. You know, you're kind of getting uh, getting that video footage together to send to the big shows, the UFC and Bellator. Uh, you know, what can the fans expect uh, this Saturday night out of you? Man, you can you can expect a, uh, a knockout, just like I said. Um, it's, it's going down this Saturday. 
All right, man. I'm going to let you have the mic to give some uh, to give some shout outs and love where they're due. Any training partner sponsors? Uh, you know the drill. Uh, yes. Uh, big thanks to uh, E Clean Bro Prototype Combat Team, uh, Scott Brennan with Precision Machine and Tools, and uh, Dale Mesman for uh, being behind me. I appreciate your support, and uh, let's get this win this weekend. Once again, this has been one of the top up-and-coming Bantamweight prospects in the whole country. Cody Dirt, you can catch him this Saturday night at Smokey Stadium. If you can't be there live, check it out on Flow Combat. This is a guy you want to keep an eye on, folks. I'm telling you, a year from now, you're going to see this guy, uh, or less, uh, you know, by the end of this year, even potentially, you're going to see this guy in the big show. So make sure you catch him while you can. Cody, thanks so much for the time, my man, and uh, best of luck this weekend. Thank you, man. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much to Cody Durden for the time. Again, you can check him out this Saturday night, Smoky Stadium. I'm telling you, this is a prospect you don't want to miss. He's a guy you're going to see in the big show uh, sooner rather than later. That brings us to our main event of tonight's show. It is the Valor 59 Picks Panel. I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues, as always. <laughs> that's, you know, I guess that's uh, to the eye of the beholder. Uh, Jeff Hobbs. Mark Laws and, of course, Greg Hopkins joining us. Gentlemen, we are coming uh, off of the first event of our new segment of picks, and uh, it's a close race. Uh, we did. I don't think that uh, the, our replacements did a recap show for it, so we're not going to go all the way through it, but I am going to give our standings. Uh, and, man, Greg Hopkins is off and running with a pretty impressive lead. No, I mean, it's not a crazy lead, but it's a pretty impressive record from the first, the first uh, show. 11 and 1 this guy goes we had 12 potential fights Greg Hopkins goes 11 and 1 Mark and Jeff Hobbs both tie for second place at 9 and 3 so uh, we've got a two two fight lead for Greg going into this one but I mean it's it's anybody's ball game still and uh, man um, I guess before we jump into uh before we jump into this card, uh, let's just let's get a quick word on the on that Valor Fifty Eight. They didn't really talk about it too much uh, this last time. Greg, you went eleven and one. The only one you dropped was Wiggly. You called uh, all the other really tight ones. Uh, parting thoughts and, or overall thoughts, if you will, on Valor Fifty Eight. That was an all amateur show, but uh, we had we had a lot of a lot of finishes. Okay. I- I had a really good time at Valor 58. We got to commentate, and then I got to get a little break, and then a surprise. To, I, I, to my knowledge, I didn't know about this until I got there. Nick uh, Jewell showed up, and we had a face-off in the ring for me and his fight in June, and I didn't know that was going to happen. So I don't know everything. I just got all amped up. I was just like, fuck June 7th. Let's go now. I was ready. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, over uh, with all the fights, it was, uh, that was an exciting night. And uh, the, I, I appreciate old Frankie winning for me in that one. That was a big pull there. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, old Frank T came through big for you. Yes, he did. Oh, well, uh, I'm, I'm excited to be in the lead. It's nice to, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to lie. It's just better on the other side of the, uh, what do you want to call? I'm just, this is better over here on, on the, on the winter side right now. <laughs> Mark, you're way, not far uh, behind him. Uh, Mark, you're you're not far behind him. You and Jeff both uh, nine and three. Uh, a pretty good night of picks by, especially by Mark Law standards. Uh, what your overall thoughts on uh, Valor Fifty Eight, my man? Did, you didn't have a whole lot of a whole lot of blood to clean up that night, did you? No, no, it was a pretty easy night for me. But uh, as far as picks go, you know Greg Hawks a dirty fucking cheater, right? <laughs> put that out there. Won't that be into the ether? 
Uh, and I'm pretty disappointed I'm glad with Jeff Hobbs, to be honest with that. Um, you know, I, thought I did have to go behind the back and uh, change a couple picks uh, late in the game. But then again, it was storming that night. We all made stupid mistakes, and obviously the Thunder affected me, and I, I do apologize for that. But let's get it going. Let's win this money. <laughs> Jeff Hobbs, you, as always, calling the action, uh, call, starting the fights. Great job announcing that night. Nine and three. About par for the course for a Jeff Hobbs pick nine. Solid. Uh, your overall thoughts on uh, Valor 58, my man. It was uh, it was one of those that had a lot of newcomers. Yeah, I don't remember it, guys. I had a lot to drink that night. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, here's the thing, man. Uh, you know, I told you after the show. I even think I talked to uh, Eric after the show. It was, a, uh, it was one of those crazy nights, man, where it was just fun. Like we, I think we all collectively as a group uh, had a blast that night. And it was just one of those very unassuming nights where you didn't, you didn't feel it uh, when you started, but um, you know, we looked around at six o'clock, you know, the crowd was kind of light. You thought, man, you know, what kind of show is this going to be? And then next thing you know, you look up at seven and you go, holy shit, where these people come from? Uh, It's, it started, you know, good crowd came in, um, and the crowd was engaged in the evening. Uh, uh, Joe's, uh, Joseph Long's crowd was having a blast. Uh, they were behind me and Tim there in the crowd, and they were having a good time. Uh, the drinks are flowing. Everybody's having a blast. Uh, the intermissions uh, were almost as fun as, as the action, you know. Uh, <laughs> live. It, uh, man, it was just one of those really uh, nights to kind of recharge the batteries. Uh, you know, when you do this month after month, uh, it can kind of get monotonous and, and redundant and you forget that you're at a damn fight to have fun and have a good time. And, uh, uh that Valor show was one of those that reminded you, uh, that this is fun and it is, it is fun. And it's, uh, it's a blessing to get to once a month, hang out with your buddies and, and just kind of have some fun doing what you do and cut loose. And uh, that's what I take away from Valor, um, from this last show. Hey, I couldn't agree more. Uh, well said, my man. I uh, got to give props to Joseph Long, man. He uh, he defended that 155 strap, got uh, an armbar victory over a, a very game Micah Downs. And, uh, man, he's rolling. And he he pretty much called out the world out there in his post-fight interview. He said, you want this 155 strap, come and get it. Because uh, Coach David Robbins ain't letting me turn pro no time soon. <laughs> So he's going to be, uh, you know, manning that 155 strap. He hopes for uh, for another year or so to come. I Just think uh, the number he yelled out was 10. He said 10, 10 title defenses. He's got to yeah, fight 10 more times, I think. <laughs> I think All he right. yelled out a number of 145. He yelled out that number, too. Oh, I know. Now, he's going to be a big, a big 145, very tall and lanky 145. So we've got a stacked card for this weekend. We're about to break it down. No kickboxing, guys. It's all MMA. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We've got uh, Valor 59. It's at the Smoky Stadium, as we mentioned before. It goes down this Saturday. It's going to be on Flow Combat if you can't be there live. Uh, the gates open at 5. We start at 6 o'clock. If you can be there early, then, uh, you know, at, uh, at 5.15, uh, when the gates open, uh, they're going to have some – some wee ones out there rolling around and grappling and they look like they're real cute in their, uh, their pictures that I've seen. And so, uh, it's going to be a little something to fill some time before we get going, uh, with the blood and guts and all that end of it. 
so that'll that'll give us a little a little pre-show there. We'll we'll start the main card off though. We got seven uh, seventeen fights, ten pro fights, seven amateur fights, and uh, man, it's a solid card. It's pretty stacked. We'll, we'll jump right into it here with our first fight. Uh, it is a bantamweight contest between two debuting amateurs, both from very good teams. Uh, you've got Cam Wallace. He's making his debut. He's out of Team Octopus. That is Diego Sariva's team down in Sandy Springs, Georgia, the Atlanta area. Training partner of Diego Bautista, who speaks very, very highly of him. Uh, again, this is his first fight, so not a whole lot to know beyond the fact that, you know, again, he trains with Diego Bautista, pretty highly touted, and, uh, you know, trains there with Diego Sariva and the gang at Team Octopus. Octopus. And this is a fight that you'd probably be better served on NFC, to tell you the truth, because he's taken on uh, Anthony Rivera, who is also making his amateur debut. He's out of American Top Team, Gwinnett, Georgia, training partner of Cody Durden, who we just spoke to. Cody speaks very highly of, of Mr. Rivera. I think he's a youngster. I think he may just maybe just 18, 19 years old. Um, uh, the, the hype is high on this kid. They're all very, very high on Anthony Rivera. And uh, it's kind of one of those fights that just kind of came together because they're both tagging along with pros. <laughs> just to be honest, you know, it's uh, it, it probably would be more better served on an NFC card. But, you know, it made sense in this particular situation. They're tagging along with, uh, you know, their, their professional team members. And so we throw them together on the uh, on the amateur card. Let's uh, start things off with our leader. Uh, Greg Hopkins, who you got? I think that I'm going to have to go with Rivera on this one right here, just being because, uh, personally, I know Diego, uh, uh, Diego he, uh, he he speaks highly of everybody because he's just a genuinely nice guy, and he really does, and I don't think he would speak bad about anybody, but I know that Cody Durden would be an honest, honest man and tell you that if somebody wasn't that good, they're not that good. But if Cody Dern is talking highly of this kid, then he's got to be pretty good. So I'm going to have to go with Rivera on this one. All right, Greg Hopkins uh, uh, buys into what Cody Dern is selling on his teammate, uh, Anthony Rivera. One has to imagine also, just for context here, you know, Cody Durden and Diego Bautista, the pros that we mentioned, are both 135-pound pros. And so one would have to imagine these are some of their primary training partners. Uh, that they would be, uh, they'd be bringing in here. Uh, next, let's go to Mark. Yeah, I'm also going to have to go with Rivera on this one. I just, I think Cody Durden is uh, the same thing as Greg said. Uh, he would be honest with you and tell you if that guy wasn't ready for this. All right, that makes it two for uh, for Anthony Rivera. Uh, let's go on to Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, I'm going Rivera also. Uh, honestly, simply just uh, from name recognition, uh, the, the camps, the teams. Not real familiar with Team Octopus uh, or those guys down there, but definitely uh, familiar with the Gwinnett uh, clan of American top teams. So uh, I, I'm, my pick's based on uh, what he's got down there in his, in his gym. So that's a I'll say that. Go ahead, Greg. I'll say that. Well, I was going to say that Team Octopus is a legit gym, though. They're put together, and they, uh, I know they got some animals coming out of there. My, I have a sister, I have a sister that lives down there, and, uh, there's a lot of people that speak highly of that gym, so I know this guy's going to be coming ready to go. But I, I just, you know, we're, we're we got money on the line, so I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go where the money's at right now. <laughs> Three nothing, clean sweep for Anthony Rivera. I do have a feeling that these guys are going to get us started right. You know, these are two really athletic, quick bantamweights. I think we're going to get a really good uh, firecracker of a fight to start us off. 
uh, here at Smoky Stadium. Moving on, we shift up to the bigger guys. It's light heavyweights, 205 pounds, two more debuts. We've got Justin Emmons making his debut. He's uh, the first fighter we've ever hosted coming out of Fusion Martial Arts, and that is in Helenwood, Tennessee. I'm not that familiar with these guys, to tell you the truth. It's the first time that we've had, we've hosted them, so I'm excited to see uh, what they bring to the table. You know, uh, Helenwood is more out Jeff's way, or maybe it's more like Memphis area. It's between Nashville and Memphis, maybe, so he may have some more insight. We'll see. Uh, he's taking on Gabriel Adkinson, who's making his debut out of KMAA. Um, I believe that uh, I've heard that uh, Gabriel, I, I want to say, is a firefighter. And uh, so he'll have some support there from uh, his, his uh, fellow firemen. And, and I want to say just and this is completely trivial, but I want to say Eric told me that he was voted like one of Knoxville's like mo- like top bachelors or most eligible. But some, something along those lines, like where I guess he's a he's a he's a dashing, uh, a dashing young man. Uh, let's uh, let's start. Let's go in reverse order this time and uh, let's uh, take it to Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, um. No, Helenwood is nowhere near us. That's that's actually closer to Knoxville. Is it uh, seriously? Say, yeah, I don't yeah, even like, have any uh, idea where that is, and I live near Knoxville. Like northwest of Knoxville, up kind of near the Kentucky line. Mm. Um, Interesting. So, um, yeah. So I know nothing. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, you know, I'm not going to front. I just googled it. Um, <laughs> but um, tell, tell me again what you know about Gabriel Atkinson. Well, I know it's KMA. He's a white belt. Um, he's he's a debut newcomer, a firefighter, and uh, one of Knoxville's most eligible bachelors. <laughs> that's uh, that's um, about it. You know, okay. it's, it's about all I know. He, he's not he's a right. history. All right, good looking guy. All right, um, all right. Well, I'm going out on a limb here. I got to make up some ground. I'm going for the unknown, Justin Emmons. All right, Justin Emmons is Jeff Hobbs' pick. Let's go to Mark. Man, strong move, Jeff Hobbs. Indeed, it's gotta be ballsy, man. all, man. I, I, I think I also going to lean on him and just, uh, just to construe your view from the top. <laughs> all right, that's two for him. It's maybe a bit of a uh, certainly interesting here. Uh, let's go on to Greg. Drum roll, please. Uh, Gabriel Atkinson is who I'm going to go with on this one. Is that right? It is. Gabriel Atkinson is the KMA fighter. Greg goes with, so it makes it two to one Emmons. And uh, we'll see if, if these guys can make up a uh, make up a, a fight here, or if Greg extends his lead. Uh, we go on to bout number three in our amateur card, and that one is going to be even bigger heavyweights. We've got Robert Davis making his um, his technically his amateur debut, I believe, and he is taking on Dale Dodds, Big Dale Dodds. He's a he's a monster of a man, and he is coming out of the, the Gamma uh, group there in Greenville, Tennessee. He trains with Stephen Lee and that gang. Uh, Robert Davis, um, he he said that he's had some fights in Indiana in the past that don't show up. Uh, it's been several years ago, and I, you know. Indiana is one of those those places where you'll have, you know, a lot of a lot of fights that kind of go under the radar, especially you know ten years ago or so. So uh, he's a bit of a mystery. I know that he has trained some at KMAA amongst other various places uh, over the years. For this one, he'll be independent though, and he's taking on uh, Dale Dodds. He's one and one, and uh, he's a moose of a man. He uh, he he lost his debut actually to a Shield Systems guy. That was pretty pretty tough, and then he won his last one, which has been a minute. He hasn't fought since I want to say 
January of last year, he fought at the Coliseum and beat Ricky Jones in a pretty uh, dominant performance. So it's been a minute since we've seen him, but he's a moose, that's for sure. Uh, well, it, the cardio will be interesting to see if this one goes any kind of distance. It'll be interesting to see if these guys can hold up because um, Dodds did get drawn into the second round against the Shield Systems guy. He's done really well in the first round, and then he faded in the second. So it'll be interesting to see if he's, he's up that cardio. Uh, this time, let's start with Mark. Well, I've been getting some good time in with Dale Dawes at the gym, and uh, that's definitely who I'm leaning on here. I'm going to go Dale Dawes. All right. Mark starts us off with Dale Dawes. Let's go to uh, Greg. I need to know Dale Dawes' weight. He's going to be every bit of prob- – Mark can probably tell better, but I'm guessing he's every bit of 250. Every bit. It's not about him. Okay. And then as far as Davis goes, I really don't know, but I know that he had mentioned maybe being able to do 205 with enough notice. So I'm just going to guess he's probably 230, 240, but I really I really don't know. What's uh, Robert what is Robert's background? What's his base? Is he got I think he's of- just he's just he's a brawler. He he's a little older. I'm not saying he's old, but he's a little older if he if he had fights like 10 years ago. Um, and I don't know that he's got any sort of BJJ rank or wrestling background. I think he's more a brawler. I said he's trained some uh, in stints with KMAA and some other gyms, but for this one, he, he's not claiming a gym. Okay, well, I'm going to go with Dale Dodds against Robert Davis, who says he's trained some. So let's. I'm going to go with Dale Dodds on this one as well. All right, that's two to nothing for Dale Dodds. Jeff Hobbs. Clean sweep for Dodd. All right, clean sweep for Dale Dodds. Had a feeling that one was coming. Uh, moving on to bout number four, the halfway point of the amateur card. This one's another one that's, that, that is pretty interesting. It is a catchweight fight at 195 pounds. It is the debut of Chris the Sith Lowe, who is the head instructor at a – I don't know if it's a new gym, but it's certainly the first time we posted this gym. And, again, I'll defer to Mark maybe because he lives up there from NUMA – I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's N-E-U-M-A, NUMA Martial Arts in Johnson City, Tennessee. I'm going to um, gather that it's most likely a traditional uh, martial arts school from what I can gather. Chris is the head instructor there, though, and he's put together, man. He's He looks like an Adam Townsend kind of build. You know, I think he's only like 5'8", but he's a fucking brick shit house. I mean, he is he's put together. He's taking on Alex Lewandowski, who is 1-0. and I, I've got him written down as a debut, guys, but he's actually 1-0. and he won his debut uh, on another thing. And um, so this is his first time fighting for Valor. I'm excited to host him. He is uh, from the Newport Combat Club, Newport, Tennessee, under John Hall, who we'll talk to here. Or we're not going to talk to him, but we'll talk about him here in a bit. Um, Lewandowski, a, he's a hitter, man. He not a, hasn't shown just a, a ton of technique, but he has shown an excellent chin, and he has shown the, deli- the ability to hit really fucking hard. Uh, I've seen him in a lot of kickboxing matches. He fought Caleb uh, Frank. He's fought some uh, some tough guys. This is going to be one that's going to be a banger, I think. And, uh, you know, Lowe's a bit of a, a mystery. I, like I said, he's a head instructor at his school. He, he looks like he's pretty put together. So I'm expecting these guys to bang it out. Let's start off with uh, Greg Hopkins. <clears throat> that's a tough one right there. It is. The unknown. It really is a tough one right there. That's, uh, let's see here. Let me, oh, so the Sith. Chris Lowe, I'm gonna. Oh man, I'm gonna have to go. I might have to go with Chris Lowe here. All right, so Greg Hopkins starts us off with Chris Lowe. Let's go to uh, Jeff Hobbs next. Um, I as well was gonna go with Chris Lowe. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. Final answer, Chris Lowe. Chris Lowe, that's two now. Let's go on to Mark. You're probably more familiar with these guys than I don't know if you're familiar with Lowe, but you live up that way. No, actually, I've never heard of that Jim or that gentleman, actually, but that doesn't mean anything. But I do know quite a bit about Alex Lewandowski, and he hit hard as a fucking freight train, man. He's, he's hard as woodpecker lifts, and he's he's kind of like Nate Langworth in a way. He just doesn't have that off. He, he'll keep going until somebody kills him. So that's why I'm leaning Lewandowski. Mark Laws goes out on uh, his own here, goes with Lewandowski, and may make up some ground with a win. So it's 2-1 to one, uh, for, for Lowe. And that brings us on to bout number five. Let's see, bout number five uh, on the amateur card. And that one is going to be a middleweight fight that just came together um, like two days ago. Uh, Originally, this was supposed to be Chris Buttry taking on Colton Dunn in a tie fight. Uh, We got the weights a little wonky there towards the end. Uh, Buttry wasn't going to be able to make the agreed upon weight. So we've actually bumped this up to a 190-pound MMA fight. Uh, and he's going to be taking on the debut. Well, first, Chris Buttry, Chris Noah Buttry is uh, he is three and three. I've, I've, I've got your balance sheets all fucked up. I apologize. I had his tie record on there, which was three oh and one. He's three and three in MMA, and he's coming off of a couple consecutive. Um, and in fact, I think he maybe had lost three in a row. Uh, I think he, he came out hot. He he'd won his first three. Then he, he dropped two in a row to a, a really tough Bailey Cooper. And then he. He lost his last one, uh, a decision to Rodrigo Gonzalez at the Joe. Uh, still fought well. <laughs> he is with the local legends group in Rogersville, Tennessee. Really good potential in this kid. Uh, Chris Butcher is one of these guys that, you know, I've really thought highly of for several years. Uh, you're just kind of waiting on him to to put it all together. You know, uh, he's got a lot of athleticism, a lot of heart. He wants it. Uh, he's a victim of his uh, his uh, uh, his territory, his location. He, he kind of is in that no man's land uh, there on, along Interstate 81, where you don't have any like real big gyms. And so, <clears throat> you know, he 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 floats around and trains with several different you know, you know groups, but mainly uh, with Pat Johnson and the local legends group there in Morristown. He himself out of Rogersville. Uh, a lot of potential out of this kid. Uh, sometimes he will really wow you. Sometimes uh, you'll be uh, he will underperform from times, uh, so, time to time. So it's uh, really interesting to see how he performs here. He's taking on the debuting Drew Zornohus, and this is uh, he's a, he's a, <laughs> he's out of Maryville. He's with the James Arden group. Uh, really put together, you know. He's 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 a guy that is shredded, and you can tell that he's in really good shape. A uh, really strong-looking guy. He calls himself the Blue Angel because the Blue Angels always put on a show. So he's kind of got me hooked a little bit there. Uh, there's an unknown. Again, he's a debut fighter. Uh, but this is another one of those that's kind of got sleeper fight of the night potential, I think. These guys are going to go. Uh, let's start off with Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Buttery on this one. Um, yeah, I just think his experience is going to uh, – uh, it's going to shine here on this one. I'm going Buttry. All right. Jeff Hobbs starts us off with Chris Buttry. Uh, next, let's go to Mark. Yeah, I also got to go with Buttry. I just can't imagine the, uh, the experience not paying off being there six times versus your debut. All right. That makes it two to nothing for Chris Buttry. Greg Hopkins. I will not go against somebody whose nickname is the Blue Angels. So, let's do it. Going with the Blue Angel, Drew Zornohus. Love it. Uh, I, I, this guy's a character, that's for sure. Or is that say, or were you going with Buttry? What, which one? You wanted Zorna? You wanted the Blue Angel? Yeah. Yeah, I can dig it. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, Zorno Hutz comes out of that. Like I said, he's from down there with the. With old James Arden and that gang, so you know, I mean, he's he's probably going to at least bring the fight. I like no, they got a great great argument. The experience that Butcher comes in with, but uh, uh, the way you described him about, I mean, he's, I mean, if he's going to be the center of the ring at a circus, then uh, I want him. I'll back him all day against anybody. <laughs> all right, so it's two to one, Butchery. Uh, we're getting some skewed picks here. I like it. It should make for some interesting scores. Uh, bout number six. This is our amateur co-main event. It's a lightweight bout, 155 pounds. Excited for this one. It's going to be Clay Malone. It's the first time we've hosted anyone from the Triad Martial Arts group down in Madison, Alabama. Clay Malone, 1-0. Uh, this is a solid group. If, uh, uh, Jeff, you may remember back in the day, these Triad guys were up fighting a lot. It's a, that Daniel O'Brien uh, was from there. Uh, Matt, uh, man, it, I'm just going to slip my mind. Now, the guy that, uh, that Greg, you were talking about fighting, Will Height. Uh, there's, oh, yeah. uh, there's there's several really solid fighters that come out of this gym. Not that familiar with Mr. Maloney. I know he's a blue belt. I know he's about six foot tall, uh, kind of lanky. Uh, it'd be interesting to see uh, that group. Come. I'm excited to have that group up here because I know they're talented. Uh, taking on another guy that's very talented, a guy that we see fight like every freaking month anymore, Andrew Sturdivant. Uh, he is out of Blaylock's IMB, Chattanooga, Tennessee, coming off a really good fight against Silas uh, Reynolds. Uh, he dropped that one, and, and he went to two and three in that one. He he won a couple in a row leading up to it and really had a good showing all the same. Silas just dug down deep and, and got that one at the end, but he knew he'd been in a fight. <coughs> um, really excited for this one. Let's start off. Uh, let's see here. I guess we'll start off with Mark. Oh, that's a tough one, man. I, just based on the experience, well, I don't want to lean on start of it for this one. Mark goes with Andrew Sturdivant to start us off. Let's go to uh, Greg. Clay Malone. What is All right. Background Maybe. do we know? Clay no, 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 no. I'm asking. Into no, no, the no. unknown. What's Clay Malone? Is the unknown? Oh, I don't know if it's the unknown. You may know. I mean, you know, you're diving down in that area, man. You may know this motherfucker to be a killer. No, 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 no. No, I'm talking about Clay Malone. What, what kind of background? What's his base? Do we know? Oh, uh, from what I can gather, Malone is a is a grappler, a grappler type. He is a grappler type. Jitsu, yeah. Well, it's going to have to go to the ground. I'm wondering if he does. He have any wrestling base? Does he have a takedown game? No, I, he he didn't. Uh, he didn't mention any sort of you know wrestling uh, credentials per se. He he would talk more about his you know his jujitsu. That said, oh, Sturdivant, you know, Sturdivant is when Sturdivant has lost, it's because he's gotten caught in those type of situations. I, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. But and he's also got five fights, and he's been in there tough. You know, Sturdivant hasn't had any cakewalks. Every fight he's had's been pretty tough. So I think it's safe to oh, yeah. say it will be a, a a step up in competition from what Malone has seen. I, I was going to say the same thing, and then I was also going to say, regardless of anything, uh, if he wrestled in Alabama, that's a kind of, I'm, not, I'm not degrading Alabama's wrestling. They have individuals out of the state that are really good, but as a whole, they're not as good as like Georgia and Tennessee wrestling is. So I know that Andrew Sturdivant did wrestle in Georgia, and he wasn't bad. And uh, I've actually rolled with him a couple times in the last month or so, and uh, he he's, he's kind of like a little spark plug, and he's not going to quit, and his feet never stand still. And I'm thinking that... Claim along with this length may give Andrew Sturdivant a lot of a lot of issues here, but I'm gonna have to throw it throw it out there and take Andrew Sturdivant here, and he even his record at a 500 three and three right there. 
All right. Greg goes with Andrew Sturdivant. That's two to nothing there, and we'll finish it off with Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, Sturdivant loses, then he wins, then he loses. He's back and forth. He lost his last one, which means he's going to win his next one. Uh, I love this kid. He keeps chugging away, man. He doesn't take any time off. Uh, and I've just I've noticed over the last uh, you know years, if he loses one, he comes right back to get it back again. So he's going to even up his record at three and three. All right, clean sweep there for Andrew Sturdivant. I'm excited for that fight. You know, that's one that uh, there's several on here that are they're really kind of hard to, to gauge up front. That brings us to our main event on the amateur portion of the card. It's welterweights. We've got Pat Johnson, uh, the the leader of the local legends out of Morristown, Tennessee. He's one and two in MMA. He's coming here in, uh, to take on Josh Miller of KMAA. That is Kalen Miller's uh, brother. We have seen him two times uh, so far. He's two and zero. Oh. Uh, he got a win over Ryan McCullough on short notice, and then he got a win over Joe Booer by decision. Pretty dominant decision about two months ago. This is a pretty close match. Uh, you know, I think Pat Johnson may have uh, the edge in uh, in explosiveness, if you will. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be the better athlete. Uh, Josh Miller, very, you know, kind of composed, technical, uh, very, uh, what's the word, uh, kind of a methodical, I guess, is the best way to, to say it. So it'll be interesting to see him take on a guy that's got some athleticism here. Uh, let's start things off with Greg. Uh, this is a... Uh a tough one. Uh, Pat Johnson, I mean, when he when he starts to lose a little bit of weight, he gets a little cut up, and uh, mm-hmm. he, I mean, once he loses some of that some of that some of that bacon off of him, he he really does. He looks put together. He looks like he's ready to go. And I'm wondering at 170 what he's gonna uh, what he's gonna have to offer Josh Miller here because Josh Miller is on a momentum train with two and you know two wins right now, and he every day he's training he's training with uh, you know just monsters at KMAA. And then you go back and you talk about local legends, how that they don't necessarily have like a whole lot of people there, you know, and a whole lot of looks to give from certain areas. So I'm certain that Pat Johnson and them are in there throwing bombs back and forth, like you know, I mean, the local legends they're they're hammering down on each other every day, and that's that kind of gym. That's the main gym, you know what I'm saying? And my hats off to them, but I'm gonna. I'm second guessing myself here on this fight because like all these fights so far have been. Pretty, pretty well matched. I don't know who made these, but they're pretty good. <laughs> right. uh, no, seriously, like this is—I mean, this is certainly a test for Josh Miller. But I'm gonna have, man. Well, who, who went first? Now I'm curious. You're, uh, you're, you are first. Ah, damn. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tried some. Oh, fucking time. Yeah. I know. Ah, uh, this is stupid. I'm gonna go with Pat Johnson. No, I'm gonna go with Josh Miller. <laughs> All right, yeah, Greg goes with Josh Miller. Yeah, let's yep. let's go to uh, let's go to Jeff. Uh, well, I was impressed, to, you know, when uh, that that fight card where Caleb Miller dropped out or had to pull for whatever reason, um, and Josh stepped in on that card. Um, you know, no disrespect to Josh, I just I, I didn't know him. I just knew, hey, this guy's stepping in for his brother. Um, I didn't realize, you know, that night it. He was as good as, as he was, you know. I was I was very impressed, uh, and so since that night, uh, I've definitely been a Josh Miller fan. So I am going to stick with Josh Miller, and I think he's going to improve his record to three and zero on Saturday night. All right, Jeff Hobbs goes with Josh Miller. Let's round it off with Mark Laws. Yeah, I'm also leaning on Josh Miller for this one. I think the jiu-jitsu looks that they're getting at local legends 
Kane and I, man, the jiu-jitsu will make the difference. He submitted. All right, it's a clean sweep for Josh Miller there. We may be owing Pat Johnson an interview here if he can pull off the upset uh, this week. And that brings us to the pro portion of the card. Ten pro bouts. We start the pros off at welterweight. Familiar faces here. Billy Two-Tone Combs out of Mountain City, Tennessee. He's looking for that first pro win. He's 0-3 coming in, but he's been in there. You know, he's been in there pretty tough his first two. And then he fought Roy Sanders in the last one. He was doing okay. Then ended up getting triangled there. So, uh, you know, he's motivated to try to get that O off of his record uh, on the left side. He's going to be taking on the debuting uh, Caleb Miller. We just talked about his brother, Josh Miller. We'll have an intermission in between these, by the way. And Caleb Miller uh, is out of KMAA, of course, undefeated as an amateur. I believe he was 5-0 and or 6-0 and as an amateur. Uh, really solid prospect uh, out of KMAA. And uh, the, the key here, I think, is that Miller will be coming up to welterweight for this. He's his fights at 55 and so he'll be coming up to meet billy combs at 170 here let's start off with jeff hobbs um yeah i just think caleb's gonna be too crisp uh too uh, uh yeah i think he's just gonna be all around just a more well-rounded crisp uh, crisper fighter um i'm taking caleb miller for sure jeff hobbs starts us off with caleb miller let's go next to mark laws Caleb Miller on this one, uh, cardio wins fights, and Billy don't have it. <laughs> Mark makes it two to nothing for Caleb Miller. Greg Hopkins. I'll go with Caleb, too. That makes it three to nothing for Caleb Miller. The panel has a clean sweep for both Miller brothers here at Smoky Stadium. Moving on to our next pro bout, and uh, we uh, got our first, uh, our first female bout of the night, and it's going to be a strawweight contest, 115 pounds, uh, another couple of familiar faces here. Anastasia Bruce makes the trip back down from Queens, New York. Uh, she is looking for her per, uh, first pro win, and she's 0-2. Uh, I'll, I'll preface that with saying her first two fights were against stellar competition. She fought Shanna Young. She fought Taylor Turner. Uh, Shanna will be on the Contender Series here this summer. Taylor Turner is going to be uh, Madison Square Garden Bellator. So she's fought very, very tough competition at higher weights. Uh, mind you, you know, 25, 35, you know, these she's having she's she's fighting higher. Now she's fighting at her preferred weight class, 115. She'll be taking on the Valkyrie, Emily King, wife of the Asian persuasion, Jason King. She's coming off of her first pro win. She's one and three. She won at the Coliseum over a very tough Ashley Samples with a nice uh, submission uh, there uh, in the first round. You know, she was ecstatic to get that first pro win. She's an Invicta vet herself, made her pro debut with Invicta. And she's another one that's been in there with really tough girls, you know, fought Shannon Goffrey, um, you know, fought uh, Kay Hansen, uh, fought Mandy Polk. You know, she fought some, some really tough chicks. So uh, I'm excited for this one as well. Let's start off with, uh, let's see, there'll be uh, Mark Laws up first. Um, gotta go with my my KMA side here. It's um, as much as I want Anastasia to, to succeed. It that only happens this Saturday night. Mark starts us off with Emily King. Next up will be Greg Hopkins. I actually uh, admired the grit and the toughness in Anastasia Bruce, and uh, also liked her picture on Facebook. It was really pretty, but uh, talk about the one where they did the poll there. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, she's got some some cool stuff there. Yeah, she did. But uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go against her here too. She's gonna have to show me in the ring that uh, she's got it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I'm glad she's getting down to 115 and getting to uh, fight her average. You know her weight. You know, but I have to go against her here. 
All right, Greg makes it two to nothing for Emily King. Let's go to Jeff. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Greg. I mean, uh, God love her. I mean, her tenacity here to just keep traveling down to, uh, uh, you know, East Tennessee, it, it should be applauded. You know, we're definitely thankful to have her, have her part of the shows. And uh, I think it's just awesome that she keeps grinding away and keep coming down here uh, and being a part of the promotion. Um, but, um, you know, I just hadn't seen enough from her yet. Both, both of the losses, like you said, while they are against stiff competition, uh, we really haven't been able to see any offense out of Anastasia Bruce yet. Um, and I think, uh, I think this one ends by submission. I think Emily King's wins uh, by submission. It's a clean sweep. Emily King, three to nothing. Move on to our next bout, Bantamweights, and uh, well, it'll be Cody Durden, the guy we just spoke with a little bit earlier. Cody Durden taking on Jeremy Rogers. Cody seven and two, and he just won the the King of Sparta tournament two weeks ago out in Colorado. Uh, we covered that a little bit earlier. He won three fights in one night: won a pro boxing fight, won a pro kickboxing fight, and then a pro MMA fight. And then ten, and, and with that came a ten thousand dollar check. Uh, of course, Cody trains at American Top Team in Gwinnett, Georgia, there with the Lima brothers. Diego Lima will be in the house, actually, cornering uh, Cody and his teammate, Anthony Rivera. You know, so he's getting great looks down there. Uh, he's he's a guy that I really think we will see uh, on the big stage uh, sooner rather than later. He's taking on Jeremy Rogers. He's looking for that first win himself. He's a seven-fight vet, though. Uh, he's 0-6, won no contest. He's got his fought tough. You know, he's, a, he's one of those, uh, you know, have a fight. He'll travel and he'll do it. You know, he fought uh, fought Dre Miley last time we saw him. He's been in there with Brian the Law Hall two times. Uh, so he's you know he's no stranger to tough competition. He's gonna bring it. Uh, you know, still uh, you know Cody Durden very very much one of the top prospects out there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this one goes down. Let's start off with uh, Greg. Um, I gotta go with my uh, with my homeboy from Georgia, Cody Durden. Here he's got way too much arsenal. For uh, a lot of people in the country, let alone somebody who hasn't won a professional fight yet. So Jeremy's going to have to show me in the ring. But uh, I just don't think he's going to get it done against uh, a, a tough, tough, tough Cody Durden. Greg starts us off with Cody Durden. Next, we'll go to Jeff Hobbs. Yep, I concur. Nothing more to say. Yeah, two to nothing Cody Durden. Mark Laws. Yeah, in case the Walt missed what American Top Team Gwinnett did this past week, yeah, I'm definitely leaning on <laughs> Durden for sure, man. They, they're ready to get some work in. Three to nothing sweep. That's a few sweeps in a row. We'll see if we can change it up on this next one. we got another pro bantamweight bout, and the aforementioned Dre Miley is in action. Dreku Dre Miley, 5-2 and two now. He's on a bit of a hot streak uh, out of KMAA, Knoxville, Tennessee, of course. Last time out, we saw him uh, beat Jeremy Rogers. Uh, before that, he had a win over Ned Spears, and uh, he's taking on Diego Bautista, uh, who is also out of Team Octopus, Sandy Springs, Georgia. He'll be here with his teammate, Cam Wallace. Diego's 0-1, but he's a tricky one. Yeah, he's tough, man. Uh, Diego has, you know, he's held several amateur titles before he turned pro, um, and he is, uh, he's a very technical fighter. You know, he's a guy that came here and he fought, uh, he's fought for us before. He, he took on uh, Jacob Clemens as an amateur at the shed and so uh he's a very technical very skilled guy this is no walk in the park for either guy uh let's start off with uh jeff hobbs uh, oh, 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 oh. um well shit balls um i don't know 
I know uh, this is a contest. I'm trying to, at this point, we've had a lot of, like I said, clean sweeps. you got to pick my spot here where I can make another move. But I just don't feel like this is going to be the one. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Dre Koo, Dre Miley on this one. Yeah, Hobbs starts us off with Dre Miley. Let's go next to uh, Mark. Yeah, I mean, I like Diego Bautista a lot. He's really tough, and he hits hard as shit, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of his, but he's, he's going to have an uphill climb against Dre. And, uh, shoot, just like his whole career, I got to go Dre on this one. All right, that's two to nothing for Dre. Uh, Dre Koo, Dre Miley. Let's uh, round out with Greg Hawkins. Uh, the, I mean, does, does Dre have any wrestling background? At all, I don't know that he's like he has any like wrestling accolades or credentials, but it, I've always just thought he seems to be a natural with, when it comes to you know big slams. Yeah, and stuff like that. because I'm um, I'm just saying when I watched Diego Batista fight years back at the, I think it was Electric Cowboy in Johnson City, I think he he impressed me. Uh, he did impress me, Diego Batista. He was he was a really good fighter, and uh, the Ellen one record is very uh, is suspect. You know, I mean. Uh, but like I said, when, or like y'all are saying, when I seen Dre fight, I was also impressed. I may have been a little bit more impressed with Dre than I was Diego. I think this fight's a toss up and I'm, I'm curious to, I'm curious to know what happens if, um, if Diego can put Dre in some deep waters with his takedowns and if he can get him and hold him down because if, if, because Diego's like the energizer bunny, he's going to keep going. And he's gonna keep. He's just gonna keep trying, you know. He and I. He, but here's here's there's the downfall to uh, Batista. He's a. Uh, he's gotten caught before. He's gotten caught and dropped, and he knows it's part of the game. And uh, but he still leaves that chin out there for somebody to catch a lot. And for that reason, I'm gonna go with Dre. All right, Dre uh, Miley is the pick for all three. Uh, you can tell this is one where there's some trepidation uh, from all of you guys. So I'm still looking forward to a really really exciting fight here, uh, no matter how it goes. Um, moving on to our second pro female bout. This one is bantamweights, 135 pounds. It will be Hurricane Hope Chase making her way all the way down from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, representing White Viper Martial Arts. Her sister Bridget Chase was supposed to be on this card against Christina Ricker. Ricker had to withdraw earlier in the week, so now it will only be Hope Chase coming down. But hopefully, we can get Bridget down here at some point as well. I was excited to have that that set of sisters compete. Uh, Hope Chase, uh, from what I can gather, has a traditional martial arts background, a lifelong uh, martial artist. It looks like, and uh, she looks like she's tough as nails. Uh, she's 0-1 coming into this thing, and she's taking on the pro-debuting Morgan Hickam, who we've seen fight uh, plenty of times out of KMAA, Knoxville, Tennessee. She won the Amateur uh, Valor Championship over Fatini Candris about two or three months back. I believe she finished out 4-0 undefeated as uh, as an amateur, and she fought fairly decent competition every time. So uh, I think she's kind of she's kind of ready for this pro jump, even though it is uh, a little sooner than what I'll, you'll see a lot of uh, people do. Uh, she's you know she didn't really have any any uh, pass there as an amateur. So I'm excited for this one. You know uh, I think this will this will be an action fight, and we're going to start. Let's see. Uh, looks like we'll start with uh, Mark. Yeah, I got to go with Hickman on this one. Uh, she's really tough. I, I really value the competition she's winning against, and I, I'm just not sure Chase to be ready for all that. Mark starts us off with one for Morgan Hickman. Up next, Greg. Uh, Hope, Hope Chase. She's you said she's a traditional martial artist, so we're look we're talking about 
karate, taekwondo. Right, right. It looks like she's done it for like her whole life. Yeah, I think her dad is, you know, owns owns a dojo there. Well, I know that. I'm just curious. I just want to know if she had any ground game at all, because uh, I think Morgan Hickman, Hickman. She's she's also she fought Daniel Wynn for the AFC title down there in Alabama, right? In Rainsville. Yeah, yeah. All all four of her so. all four of her amateur fights were it were pretty difficult. Yeah. Uh, and I think she's a mother, ain't she? She's a pretty tough bitch. I'm going to have to go with Morgan Hickam on this one. All right. Greg makes it two to nothing. Morgan Hickam. Jeff? Um, I don't know. This may be one where I have to try to make a move here. Um, I, I don't know. I see it two ways, maybe. Like, I feel like if Hope Chase uh, pressed the action, uh, when you watch you know, Morgan's fights, you know, she likes to keep her distance and just kind of uh, keep her opponent away with a jab uh, and just kind of score here and there. Um, so I kind of feel like if Hope, you know, pressed the action on her, uh, it could be, a, you know, a different fight, but different fight. But now when you're talking about traditional martial artists, I'm also kind of leaning towards if Hickam kind of keeps that distance. Uh, if she's got any good, uh, you know, footwork, any good, you know, kicks, uh, you know, traditional karate side kicks, things like that. Uh, she does. She does. You know, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Chase. I'm going out on limb with Chase. Yeah, and I'll say this even though she's 0 1 as a pro, I looked up her amateur. She's got a matching undefeated amateur record. She was 4 0 as an amateur. So she, it's not like, you know, she, she had been losing, you know, up until that point. So Jeff Hobbs goes with Hope Chase. It makes it 2 1 for Hickam. And uh, Jeff will try to get a little separation there uh, with Hope Chase. Uh, at that point, we will take an intermission, and then we come back with the top five pro fights. And uh, business starts picking up on this next one. It is uh, catch weight, 165 pounds. Chris Wolf out of KMAA Pigeon Forge Branch. He is the uh, the lead instructor there at the Pigeon Forge Branch. Uh, pretty solid wrestling. Uh, has made his return after, man, I think it was about five years away. Uh, he's come back. He's, he's knocked off Billy Combs and Roy Sanders in uh, the last, I want to say probably the last like four or five months. He's he stayed pretty busy. Uh, two and one he is, and this is kind of a home fight for him, this being Smoky Stadium. This is just right down the road from uh, his academy there in Pigeon Forge. Uh, and he'll be taking on the pro-debuting Josh Steele, the perfect storm Josh Steele. Fighting out of Frontline MMA, Coburn, Virginia, formerly the team known as Team Fast for uh, reference. He trains there with Adam Mays and that group of guys, Chandler Cole, uh, there in Southwest Virginia. Uh, Josh, a little bit older for a pro debut, but, uh, you know, he's been around a while. He's been fighting for, you know, eight years at least. Uh, He's been sporadic in how often he competes. Uh, pretty solid wrestling, as most all those guys up there have. Uh, that should be counterbalanced pretty much by Wolf's wrestling. So I, this is one that I can kind of see being a sleeper, uh, a bit of a war, if you will, because I don't think either guy's going to have an easy time getting the takedown and holding it. So that's going to maybe force them to, to slug it out some. I'm excited for this one, really. This is uh, this is a, a bit of a sneaky one. Uh, let's start off. Uh, let's see here. We started off last time with uh, with Mark, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, it's Greg's turn. Yeah, so Greg's up. No, you started off with me last time. <laughs> Did I start off with Greg? Yeah. If I started off with Greg, then it's Jeff's turn. Yeah. Now you, now you started off with uh, what's his name, Mark. I think <laughs> I, I think I may have started off with Mark. I did. You did. Okay. Well, if I started off with Mark, then it's Greg's turn to go first. 
Cheat, motherfucker. Oh, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's see here. Dustio, you said he's got some wrestling behind him? He does. He does. He, I want to say he may be a wrestling coach up there for, for youth as well. And, you know, all the guys that he's training with up there, your Chandler Coles, your Adam Mays, those are all grindy wrestlers, you know. They, 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 they've been wrestling. <laughs> oh, man, that's a, that's a tough one right there. And you're talking about Chris Wolf in his hometown over here in Pigeon Forge. Oh, man. Don't they say when the odds are even, you just go with the home team? Isn't that what, the, what they say? Yeah, that's. I think that's what they say. Yeah, is that what they say? I think so. I think that's what they say. How tall is Steele? I'd say he's probably five ten. Yeah. What's his amateur record? He's right in the he's right in the realm of four and two, five and two. Four and two, five and two, five and two. Dang, man, I'm gonna. You know, you want to go with the wrestler, Greg. <laughs> They're both wrestlers. They're both wrestlers. That's my killer right there. And I'm thinking that I think that Chris Wolf's going to pull out some jujitsu out of there somewhere, though. And but I mean, still, if he's training up there with Chandler Cole and all that, he's going to be a gritty, gritty guy. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Josh Steele on this one. All right, Greg goes with the upset here with the out of towner Josh Steele. We go to uh, Jet. Yep, I'm going to make one up now on old Gregory. I'm going Chris Wolf. Yeah. All right. Jeff suckers him in, he thinks. Uh, goes with Chris Wolf. It's one-to-one. Tiebreaker, Mark. Um, okay, I've been more than on the five game long after the road Josh Steele. Are you motherfuckers high? That is so <laughs> ridiculous. Let me tell you something. That guy is an animal. Do you see Chris Wolf's two victories are over who? Uh, Roy and Billy Combs. Okay, there you go. You <laughs> Yeah, I'm taking Steele all the way. Mark Laws goes with Josh Steele, makes it 2-1 to one for the out-of-towner coming in here to upset the apple cart. Speaking of which, <laughs> that brings us to our next one, and that's the ultimate scenario here. We've got a light heavyweight bout, John Hall, Newport Combat Club. Uh, you know, he's a guy that we, we saw go to war with Billy Swanson at the first of the year in what was uh, – well, no, I guess that was, that was November of last year, wasn't it? It's been, yeah. it's been a little bit, but – uh, it was awesome. It, it was uh, it was a war, and uh, wow. John Hall 0 won. But again, that fight, that loss was to Billy Swanson, who's you know one of the top heavyweight prospects around here. Um, he was undefeated as an amateur, though five and zero or six and zero. You know, he he he's a stud. He had the title as an amateur for Valor, and uh, he's tall and long. He's a John Jones dimension kind of guy with pretty good footwork for a white boy. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be uh, a tough task on his hands, though, as he's taking on the blood axe, Eric Olson, coming out of uh, Long Island, New York. This guy's a character, folks. Uh, this he, He's 0-2 in MMA. That said, he's fought for Bellator. He's fought for some high-level promotions. But he's 4-4 four and four in bare-knuckle boxing. And he is a fan favorite over in London. All of his bare-knuckle boxing fights are over in London. And I've seen some footage in uh, – yeah, this guy, he just comes forward and throws bombs. He's got a great chin. He hits really fucking hard. These guys are going to – I don't see how this fight goes three rounds. I, I see somebody going <laughs> down. Uh, Eric Olsen, like I said, he's a character. He's on uh, social media talking shit constantly, um, and uh, he, he's a—he's going to be a showman. I'm pretty positive. I'm really excited to to meet this guy in person. We know what John Hall's about. You know, We know that he's going to bring it. Uh, every time. I'm really excited for this fight. And now I know we're starting with Jeff Hobbs. 
I don't know. I'm fucking scared to pick against Eric Olson. Um, <laughs> I saw a couple of shits on Facebook and stuff. I, he scares me. Um, <laughs> fuck me. Uh, you know, I like John Hall's stand-up, but, I mean, uh, surely he knows he's standing across from what appears to be, by all accounts, a lunatic. Um, <laughs> bare-knuckle, you know, bare-knuckle fighter here. Uh, it's going to be hard to knock this guy out. Um, I'm, I'm hoping he's, I got to expect he's going to be a little smarter and think I'm going to take this guy into unknown waters and take him to the ground and submit his ass. Um, I'm going to John Hall, man. I think he's going to get, uh, he's going to even up his record and then I'm going to run when I see, uh, Eric Olson Saturday. All right, man. I'm excited for it. Jeff starts us off with John Hall. Let's go to Mark. Yeah, I'm going to take John Hall as well. Um, I'm glad to have Eric Olson down here. I think he's going to be a great fight. But I, I, like Jeff said, I, I feel like the, the game plan has to be to take him down and submit him. I mean, that's the one they bare knuckle boxers don't do is jiu-jitsu, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, Mark and I have been riding around doing the street team and, and spreading the good gospel about this show. And, you know, Eric will call. Uh, you know, and we'll chit chat with him as he's been getting ready for, you know, as far as his licensing and stuff like that goes. He's been getting a lot of cross training work in at Sarah Longo, uh, Long Island, uh, BJJ. And so uh, we'll see if he's kind of, you know, short up hit that end of his game. Uh, we'll finish it off with Greg Hopkins. How old is uh, Eric Olson? He's old enough to need the neuro. Uh, so I, want, I believe he's 37, <laughs> give or take. Okay. And John Hall's, John Hall's held. I would say John's in his late twenties. Late twenties. That's a guess, Mark. Do you know? Well, man, this one's a toss up here too. I want to say that uh, <clears throat> I've heard a lot in my lifetime that the the dog with the loudest bark usually doesn't have you know a real big bite. And uh, I've seen Eric Olson, you know, talking a lot of smack on the internet, trying to bring out John Hall to you know I guess come out of character. And John Hall, as far as I can see, hasn't yet. <clears throat> With that being said, John Hall's a pretty big 205, um, and uh, I think he's the uh, he's probably got more arsenal in his game than trying to you know come and you know head hunt and just uh, you know heat missile for the head. But you know John Hall liable to get caught here, so let's just go on a limb here and say that Eric Olson is not driving all the way down here or flying down here from New York for no reason. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to be that guy and take the out-of-towner again and uh, say that he knocks out John Hall. Oh, wow. Greg goes with uh, Eric Olson and makes it 2-1. to one. This is one that's, man, you know, these last these last few here are going to probably tell the tale, I think, as far as our, our picks contests go because uh, I think that we're going to see every, like, all, all our picks panelists could potentially be you know, taking wins and losses here. Um, that brings us to our feature bout, another one I'm really excited for. Catchweight contest, 160 pounds. Jordan Weeks, 2-2 two and two out of Fitness Edge in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Just saw him a couple months back pull off an upset win with a submission over C4 Charlie Alexander at the Joe. Uh, Weeks is one of these guys that has got very good jiu-jitsu. He's a brown belt. He's tall and lanky and rangy. But more than anything, he's super tenacious. He's a guy that, you know, he may look like you're 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 getting the better of him and that you're beating him, but he's always going for stuff. He's never out of the fight. And he's uh, he's going to be having his hands full in this one again. You know, he had a, he's a guy that's taken nothing but tough fights. Um, you know, he's taken on a tough one in this one in, in the Bosnian barn cat, Demir Frotbogovic, 
three and two out of Shield Systems, Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, we haven't seen uh, Demir in uh, MMA action now in over a year. Yeah, you know, last time out, uh, he fought on Bellator and took a loss. But then uh, he came back and got a kickboxing win over Nick Martino in January. So he has been back in action, kind of shook that ring rust off, had a really fun, exciting fight against Martino that he got the win in. But now he's back to the little gloves and he's taking on a guy that's been more active than him in Jordan Weeks. It's certainly a clash of styles, to say the least. And let's start things off with Mark. Gee, thanks. Appreciate that one. <laughs> this, is a, this is an impossible one to pick. I mean, I know both these gentlemen real well. Jordan Weeks tough as nails, and he's never going to stop. He's another one that's just doesn't have it in him. He's just going to keep going until he dies. Demir, I mean, there's a million things you can say about Demir. He's a, he's a tough guy, definitely stand up for sure. And uh, if he kept his weeks, it could be could be a quick night. But oh, something on me just it just wants to lean on Weeks and say that you know where he's been busier. I think I think he gets it done. I think he gets it done on the ground. So Mark's going with Jordan Weeks here. Uh, to start us off, we'll go to Greg. Uh, I think this is a little – well, it's, I can't say that every time I Jordan fights, I'd say he's a step up in competition because I feel like he's always fighting against somebody who is very capable of beating him, and uh, he pulls he pulls something out every time. I don't – this is not any different. Like, this is a tight matchup right here, and uh, – if he can take uh, Demir in deep waters, I want to see how Demir's, uh, you know, his gas tank, you know, fades out in the desert with no nowhere to fill up. You know, I'm just wondering because Jordan Weeks don't quit going. You know, he just keeps on and keeps on and pushes the pace. <clears throat> I could see Demir ending this one early with a uh, with a TKO, a referee stoppage here. But I'm not going to go with the Bosnian barn cat Demir here. All right, Greg evens it up one to one, going with Demir, uh, Jeff Hobbs. Demir, yeah, Demir melts people's faces, man. <laughs> like that kid, and uh, and I'm kind of like Greg. I, I see it actually uh, not going very long. I, I say Demir, Demir catches him before it gets a chance to go to the ground. And uh, even if it goes to the ground, I mean, come on, it's not like Demir's a you know shabby on the ground. Uh, you know, I'm I'm fully confident that uh, Ben has got Demir where he needs to be right now. Uh, with his ground game, but I just don't think it's going to last that time. Demir hits hard. Uh, it hits fast. It's hard, and I think he's going to catch him early and possibly, uh, if not get the knockout, I think definitely uh, enough of uh, enough damage to where the referee steps in and stops it with the TKO. Makes it 2-1 to one for Demir, for Hopbegovic, the Bosnian barn cat, uh, and that will bring us to our co-main event, yet another really tough one. It is our final female bout of the night. It's a catch weight of 150 pounds, and it's going to be Taryn Conklin, who is making her pro debut. She's out of Charleston, West Virginia. Uh, decorated amateur, was on the UMAP national team that went to the IMAP world, so she's competed on uh, the world stage, has seen very good competition over there. She's taking on Olivia Parker, who is uh, out of KMAA, Knoxville, Tennessee. She is 1-0 thus far as a professional after going 5 or 6-0 as an amateur. Has yet to taste defeat, has has fought as up as high as like 185 to 200 pounds, so she's really dropped a lot of weight to come down to 150. These are two strong girls. You know, these ladies, uh, you know, both of them I hear hit 
you know, just crushingly hard. Uh, I'm really excited for it. Uh, you know, Olivia is one of these that is, you know, she's one of the top prospects in that uh, that lightweight to featherweight range. She's yet to lose. She's got a lot of hype behind her. And again, Conklin has been in there against world level competition. She she's gone overseas to fight in the IMF worlds, and she is, uh, you know, she's not going to be phased by any of this. So I'm really really excited for this one, and we're going to start off with Greg. <clears throat> oh, the doghouse, Jim. What'd you say that Taryn's base was? Uh, you know, I think that she's really more of a striker. I, she's fought on a bunch of the, you know, up there in West Virginia. She's done a lot of the rough and rowdies, uh, you know, so I think she's probably more of a striker. Not to say that she doesn't have any ground skills, but I think she's pegged more of a striker. Could be completely wrong, but I think that 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 if she has her, her rathers, that's what that's what she wants to do is, is stand uh, most likely. Okay. And, uh, you know, she's uh, she works on the pipeline up there. You know, she she works. uh you know that one of those one of those big girl jobs up there. You know, so I, mean, I was about, well. She's up in West Virginia. Those are the mountain 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 men. I guess they've got some mountain women too. Olivia Parker, though, uh, tell me her. Tell me about her face. You know, Olivia is a school teacher. You know, Olivia is a school te- a high school teacher. She is someone that got into uh, MMA as a as a way to lose weight and kind of got uh, talked into fighting and and found out that she was really freaking good at it. Um, you know, the reports is that she hits like a man, like a Mack truck, and uh, she's been uh, one of those uh, those inspirational stories. You know, that that a lot of people have gotten behind. I've gotten, yeah, I just wanted to know what her base was. I knew she was a school teacher, and I knew I've, I know she's lost a tremendous amount of weight. Yeah, none, none to speak of, none to speak of as far as having any, you know, wrestling background or anything like that. Yeah, I just, I mean, like, I just wondered, because, I mean, I've, I've, I've watched her fight, too, multiple times, and uh, she impresses me, like, I, I'm saying, like, a head and shoulders above what I expect every time she fights. And uh, Taryn is one of the unknowns, she's coming here from West Virginia, and, uh, Said she works on a pipeline. We pop like we talking about welding. Is she a welder? I think it's like um, I think it's uh, man. I want to say it may be more like somehow in like the coal industry. <laughs> man. Uh, okay. Well, with uh, I'm gonna have to go with what I know here, and I'm gonna have to go with Olivia Parker. All right, Greg starts us off with Olivia Parker. We'll go to Jeff. Uh. Well, I was going to go Olivia Parker until you saw this shit about Conklin because um, it sounds like she can beat a few of the guys on this card, probably. Yeah, no doubt. Um, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm, I mean, I always love the feel-good story. I love my brethren, uh, people in education. But, uh, you know, man, I'm telling you, she's just – every time I think Olivia Parker might lose, she doesn't. She just keeps on winning. I know she's in Knoxville. She's got huge support. Um I think she just carries that into the ring with her. Now, I'll tell you the God's honest truth. I'm kind of like playing future matchmaker here uh, for Valor. So, Tim, I'm, I'm giving you this right here. I know for a fact in the future, in the, in the near future, Knoxville's Amy Coleman is going to be ready to fight again here soon. And uh, I see a future matchup here between two that's, Knoxville men. That's main event on any, any card we do. Two of Knoxville's favorite uh, girls here. 
could potentially, I think Olivia's going to get the win this Saturday and, uh, and set us up for a, a mega female fight for the area here at the, uh, maybe in the fall. It's my hopes. It's my dreams uh, as a fight fan. Yeah, I think I get a lot of people excited. Jeff Hobbs goes with Olivia Parker. That is two, and we'll go on to Mark to round it out. I'm also going Olivia Parker in this. Um, just like Jeff said, every time I want her to lose or think she's going to lose, she she pulls it out. She's tough as nails, and I hear the same thing. It kind of reminds me of what we used to hear about uh, Justin Fisher, another KMA school teacher from back in the day. He was tough as nails, too. And, uh, yeah, Parker. Three to nothing, clean sweep for Olivia Parker. Brings us to our main event. Really pumped for this one. Welterweight bout. James Conway taking on David Ruthless Robbins. James Conway coming out of the Warriors den. Dixon, Tennessee. He's three and three. Two and oh in that Valor cage. He's been out here two times so far, and both times he's walked away uh, victorious with uh, TKO wins. Uh, you know, he beat Jordan Weeks, who we spoke about earlier, and uh, inflicted one of the nastiest cuts that we have ever laid eyes on. One of the few cuts, if maybe the only cut, to ever stop a fight. Um, here, uh, it was one that, that even Mark couldn't do anything with because there was there was skull involved. And uh, man, he's a hitter. You know, James Conway has got some vicious grounded pounds, some of the heaviest grounded pound you'll see. Um, you know, and uh, you know his other win over the Asian persuasion, Jason King. So he's come out here two times, been victorious two times, and uh, he's one of these guys that you know. He's coming out here to win. You know, he, he's taking on an undefeated guy, and David Ruthless Robbins. We're very familiar with him. He has ran off a 3-0 professional record very quickly. Uh, made his pro debut at the end of last year, uh, defeating Billy Combs, and from there uh, stepped up against Deshaun Middleton. Got, got him out of there with, uh, with a, t- a body shot KO. And then the last time out, he took on uh, yet another step up against Jason Wolfe. KO'd him in the first. So uh, these are two guys that uh, have shown that they can finish fights with knockouts. Uh, you know, Robbins is going to have the uh, the more well-rounded, polished ground game, being a solid brown belt, real knocking on the door of that black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But, you know, Conway's one of these guys that's just like country boy strong, and he's not going to go away without letting you know he was there. Uh, both guys have one-hitter quitter power. It's uh, I'm really, really pumped for this. We had to jump over some obstacles this week. Uh where uh, uh, to get to get Conway cleared uh, because of some fuckery with a different commission, but uh, we made it happen. This fight is going down, and we'll start things off. Uh, let's see. I guess we start off with Greg. Um, <clears throat> I think that James Conway is one of the hardest hitting sons of bitches in Tennessee, uh, and I'm not going to say this is a uh, step up in competition for him but I'm also not going to say it's a step down in competition for him because James Conway always fights tough dudes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this isn't, this definitely isn't a uh, step down in competition. This is a David Robbins, you know, he's the coach and, you know, he runs the gym over there at killer bees. And, uh, I think that Conway hits harder than David, but, uh, here's the thing. David's got some really crisp punches and that's because he works, non-stop on the mitts he works all the time on his technique and david is such a technical fighter the thing is is when you feel like somebody hits you really hard it's because you didn't see it coming and this is where i think david has the advantage in the fight is uh is the technique now 
there's a chance James Conway can just come in and try to bulldog him, you know, run over him. And I can see that not maybe going in his favor either because uh, David's a, t- a technician when it comes to this kind of stuff. He, he's got a good ground game, and I don't think that James has jumped in the ring with anybody with that type of caliber of, uh, what do I want to say, uh, you know, just a different kind of arsenal he, he he's gathered over the years of just, I mean, this is his life, and this is what he wants to do, and he wants to go somewhere big with it. And uh, <clears throat> with all due respect, James Conway is a very tough fighter in his own right, but I think that uh, David Ruthless goes to uh, 4-0 here on this one. All right, Greg starts us off with David Robbins. Up next, Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, I'm like you, man. I'm just glad this fight's happening. Uh, yes. Fucker, fuckery is definitely uh, the word to describe uh, the latest obstacle that uh, Valor had to hurdle to get this fight going. A couple things, though. I mean, we didn't know if this fight was going to happen. Conway kind of double-booked himself uh, without knowing, um, you know, with some family obligations. Uh, I think the kid's actually skipping a, a brother's graduation to uh, to make this happen. Uh, so once you get past that, then the uh, all of a sudden suspension that pops up on fight week out of nowhere from his previous show, um, you know, who knows? Who knows how that happened? Um, but, uh, you know, the kid's tough as nails. We've talked to, we talked about Conway a lot, even as an amateur, Tim, uh, before he even went pro. And I, I, I got to judge or time keep a lot of his amateur fights. And I told you from day one, I mean, the kid's tough. Um, when he's gone to the ground though, he's, he's just used kind of brute strength to get up and get out. And that, that worked as an amateur, uh, cause the guys he was fighting against, I don't think were, uh, I don't want to say skilled enough, but clever enough to see openings and, and when to grab stuff and when to, to look for stuff. So he's been able to just kind of muscle his way out of things. And I think as a pro, it's kind of caught up to him, uh, because the competition is a little slicker and is a little more skilled. And when he tries to just stand straight up and muscle himself and leaves his neck open, he's been susceptible. Um, that being said, again, one hit, you know, one touch of that four-ounce glove and the fight's changed. Um, I, I definitely agree with Greg. He's just going to be – David's going to be crisper. Um, he might not hit as hard, but he hits precise. He hits in the exact spot, you know, that he needs to hit. He finds the button, it seems, whether it be the chin, the liver, he'll find the button. I don't know, though, that Conway um, – I don't even know if any of his – all three of his losses may have been all submissions. I don't think he's been stopped with a KO or TKO. It could be wrong. So I don't know if uh, Dave's going to knock knock him out. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know. I, I see if it I, – I think we may just end up seeing David Robbins' ground game finally, you know, end the fight, um, which, you know, like you said, is a surprise to most people, but it wouldn't be a surprise to those who know him and know how hard he works on the ground. Um, it's a great main event, man. It's a good way to end the night. I think it's going to be a great fight regardless, but I think um, I think Robbins will get one on the ground, man. I think he's going to pull out a win on the ground. All right, that makes it two to nothing. Jeff goes to David Robbins. Let's wrap it off with Mark Laws. Yeah, I echo these guys. Um, I think Robbins' technicality on the ground is what's going to make the difference. Um, I, I can see Conway shooting him um, off one of those leg kicks that David is so fucking good at hitting, man. And, uh, but once he gets into the ground, he's going to probably get tapped out. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think it happens early, but I, I think it happens. All right. It's a clean sweep. 3 nothing for David Robbins. I'm really excited for that one as well. 
uh, two two really solid guys. I think they're going to put on a great main event for everyone in attendance. Uh, that's going to round. To, that's going to uh, finish us off on these picks, guys. We got through it. Seventeen fights. Uh, we've got several that are clean sweeps. We've also got several that are that are uh, split up. So we got a few guys taking some chances here. Uh, we'll see how it all shakes out this Saturday night. It'll be Bauer 59 at Smoky Stadium. You can catch it live on Flow Combat or catch it in person. Even better, it's going to be a great, great show. Uh, beautiful venue, and uh, and we're, we're really excited for this card. Uh, thanks so much to our picks panelists for joining us this week, and uh, we will be back next week to recap this uh, this bad boy. We'll uh, we'll go through everything and see how it all shook out, how everybody's picks went. And uh, who we are most uh, excited to see, and, and what we took away from it. Uh, Till next time, I am Tim Loy. Uh, thanks again to my my uh, my guest this evening and co-host Greg Hopkins, of course Jeff Hobbs, Mark Laws. We will see you guys at the fights this weekend, and uh, and and then we'll talk about it next week on the Valor Hour. We're out. This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan. Quick fix on Radio Influence. Coming up on this week's edition of the MMA Report podcast, myself and Daniel Galvan, we are going to talk about everything going on in the world of mixed martial arts. And there was a lot to talk about with the fight card from PFL, a fight card from Bellator and the UFC. So many highlights from the Patricio Pitbull victory to the win by Jessica Andrade and also we'll look ahead to UFC Rochester. And of course you can check out the MMA Report podcast on RadioInfluence.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn and Google Podcasts. The MMA Report with Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts and RadioInfluence.com.